Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. And there is a lot going on here on Wednesday, October 7th, 2020, as rounds two through seven of the NHL draft are ongoing. I had hoped to maybe record after the draft, but this thing is just dragging all throughout the day. So for now, we'll cover Boston's second and third round picks and We'll discuss whatever happens this evening uh, on tomorrow's podcast. So, yeah, before we get into all that, let me remind you that the podcast is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Please subscribe. Each new episode will be automatically placed in your feed for you to download, listen, rate, and review. I generally try to get the podcast up in the morning, but... On a day like today, where there's lots going on, wanted to wait and see exactly what our Bruins did. So again, if you subscribe, whenever the podcast is published, you'll get it right away. If you're on social media, you can find me at ENC McLaren. You can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. The podcast is now on Instagram as well at Locked On Boston Bruins on that uh, platform. I think that's it. By way of introduction, if you were following the first round of the NHL draft last night, you'd see that there was no real surprises to report. Alexis Lafreniere went first overall, as we all expected. Quinton Byfield went second overall to the Los Angeles Kings. And you all know kind of what happened from there. Today got off to a bang as uh, Matt Murray was traded to the Ottawa Senators for a pair of picks um, or a pick and a prospect, something like that. Um, So that could help the Senators improve as early as next season, although Murray wasn't very strong this past season, which is why the Penguins made a commitment to Tristan Jari and decided to move on from the goalie that won them two Stanley Cups a couple years ago, which is pretty crazy. Um, But as far as the Bruins go, they were on the clock beginning with the 58th overall pick. And they came out with Mason Lorai out of the USHL's Green Bay Gamblers. Now, he is a 19-year-old left-handed shot defenseman. He was eligible for last year's draft, was not selected back in the draft this year where the Bruins scooped him in the second round. He recorded 8 goals, 29 assists for 37 points in 48 games for the Green Bay Gamblers last season. He's committed to Ohio State University beginning next fall, where he uh, plans to attend. Um, I didn't know much about him myself, so I turned to the Twitter sphere to get some reaction. Uh, Steve Kornianos at the draft analyst, had this to say about Lorai. A smothering two-way defenseman who served as a focal point of Green Bay's defense. He's a Culver Academy, a product who excelled in his first full USHL season. 
bound for Ohio State University. He plays like a seasoned veteran with ice water in his veins. Incredibly poised with the puck, also knows how to exploit the aggressiveness of checkers. While most young defensemen look to get rid of the puck at the first sign of pressure, Lorai seems quite comfortable in not only handling the puck, but luring opponents toward him for the sole purpose of drawing them out of position. He does this by maintaining a high panic threshold that allows him to delay with the puck just long enough for the subtle chip or bank pass to spring his mates in an odd man situation. Beating back a forecheck is more science than art, and Lorai executes them at a doctorate level. So high praise for the left-handed defenseman. Looking at his Elite Prospects page, we see that he was ranked 132nd by NHL Central Scouting. So Bruins picking him up at 58, perhaps a bit of a reach. Um, based on what he was saying in his media availability after being selected by the Bruins, he said he had a 30- to 45-minute phone call with Mr. Sweeney earlier this summer. He had a good feeling about the fit. He was confident. It's a dream come true. Kind of surreal. He did grow up a Penguins fan, but we're not going to hold that against him. Um, and he's really enjoyed watching the Bruins over the last couple of years. He said there's no one guy he models his game after, but guys like uh, Rasmus Dahlin in Buffalo, Kale McCarr in Colorado, Travis Sanheim in Philadelphia, Mikhail Sergachev in Tampa Bay, and even mentioned Boston's own Charlie McAvoy, taking little bits and pieces and trying to apply that to his game, uh, which is really uh, cool to see. He did play with B's prospect Jake Schmaltz, who was drafted in the seventh round last year. Uh, they were roommates, and they also played football together growing up. So an interesting connection there. Again, I don't know too much about Lorai, but I do know he's a big body that can move the puck and probably still a couple years away from the NHL lineup. But uh, again, it's too early to say if this is a hit or a miss for the Bruins, but it's certainly not a, the best available player in the draft at that point, And also not um, kind of filling a clear need for the Bruins at this point, as they're looking for scoring forwards, scoring wingers and, um, yeah, the Bruins left some talent on the table to grab this particular defenseman. As I mentioned on Twitter, they do have a lot of defensemen in the system right now who are perhaps borderline NHLers, but Sweeney and company see him as a good fit, and that is who they decided to go with. With their second-round pick, 58th overall, Mason Lorai from the USHL's Green Bay Gamblers. Before we move on, I want to talk for a moment about a book from the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic. It's the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue, to accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key ideas. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, the art of living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. Talking about erectile dysfunction is never easy. 
We try to say things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid the topic altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. You can connect with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. Simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. A bit more on Mason Lori before we move on. He said that he was not discouraged after being passed over last year. And he felt he was even being overlooked a bit heading into this season. He wasn't even on Central Scouting's list until the final one this season. So that, yeah, a bit of a red flag with the Bruins taking him in the second round. But he said when coaches and scouts get in the rink, they see a player, it's a lot different. You get to meet them, get feel for who they are as a person and what their game is like. He said he wouldn't say it was a struggle not being on lists, not getting undrafted last year. It helped him to keep his head down, went to work every day because he knew this day would come, and here we are. He couldn't be happier, he said. He considers himself a two-way defenseman, pretty skilled, takes a lot of pride in how he defends, how he defends the rush, how he defends in his own zone, shutting things down, making good breakout passes to the forwards. But then once that happens, the fun stuff begins. He likes to jump in the play, get pucks back, use his skill. I can play in all situations, 5-on-5, power play, penalty kill, start games, finish games. So he's pretty high on his own game. And, you know, if it pans out and his assessment of himself and what the Bruins see in him pans out, then, you know, that could turn into a great pick. But like I said, uh, time will tell exactly what the Bruins get from Mason Lorai. In the third round with the 89th overall pick, the Bruins took a prototypical Bruins forward named Trevor Kuntar, I, I believe that's how what his name is pronounced. He's another overager. This from, again, at the draft analyst, Steve Cornianos. He writes, he loves the way this kid plays, headed to the heights after decommitting to Harvard. He's a dynamic talent who combines impressive strength and puck skills with hard work, physicality, and determination. Kuntar was one of the top scorers in the USHL this past season. He recorded 28 goals, 25 assists in 44 games. Recently decommitted from Harvard in favor of Boston College, but that only serves as a problem for his future Hockey East opponents, Cornianos writes. He plays a hard-nosed style, throws his weight around no matter the situation, also finished as one of the league's top power play specialists, and drove Youngstown's top line by a significant margin. Strong, well-balanced skater with inside-out moves, and he compared his game to Brady Kachuk and uh, other kind of hard-nosed players like a, a Brad Marchand type uh, we can classify him as. So he was taken with the 89th overall pick. Again, he'll be attending Boston College next year. Uh, right now, the Bruins just made their next pick, which was in the fifth round. And they selected Mason Langenbrunner, who is the son of... 
Jamie Langenbrunner, who happens to work for the Bruins. Uh, so perhaps a bit of nepotism there. But again, Steve Cornianos at the Draft Analyst says he's a huge fan, one of the best two-way defenders in the state. He's bound for Harvard, and he provided head coach Lee Smith with the luxury of two defense pairings with a legitimate number one on each one at Eden Prairie High School in Minnesota last season. He's a capable and complete understanding of his responsibilities in the defensive zone. He also provides timely step-ups and joins the attack without hesitation. He will do whatever it takes to keep play alive, even if it means pouncing on a puck in the corner from a starting point just inside the blue line. He's a very good speed for a defender his size, displays quickness and mobility in all three zones. He doesn't come across as a pure puck distributor or power play quarterback, but his footwork allows him to walk the line or sidestep pressure in order for a shooting lane to open up. That's just a bit of the scouting report here from Cornianos. Again, I don't know. A part of it might be the fact that, you know, Langebrunner, his dad, works for the team. Um, a bit of an, another reach for the Bruins at that pick. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens in terms of his long-term outlook with the team. A bit more on Kuntar here before we move on. He said it's a dream come true today. He describes himself as a hardworking player, loves to compete, two-way power forward. He literally had no words. It's a dream come true, and he couldn't be more grateful. He, like I said, was supposed to play for Harvard, but he switched his commitment to Boston College because of the COVID-19 crisis with Harvard suspending all athletics and holding all classes virtually. He wanted his, uh, he thought it would be better to head to the Heights and play for Jerry York at Boston College. Boston College is 20 minutes from the city, right where they are. He said, I'm just super excited about that opportunity to get to know the whole organization, staff and everything. His father, Les, played six games with the Canadians back in the day. And he was roommates with Bruins' 2018 fourth-round pick, Curtis Hall, during his first season with Youngstown. So he said it'll be nice to reunite and reconnect. So similar to uh, Lori earlier, he had a roommate. That's a Bruins prospect. And now so does um, Kuntar. So, yeah, there you have it. Those are the Bruins' picks through five rounds of the draft. The draft started at 11.30 a.m. It is now... Almost 6 o'clock p.m. And they're still going. Some A couple more picks coming in for the Bruins. But that's it for the moment. Now, the Bruins were also supposed to announce who they have offered qualifying offers to. The restricted free agents and such. That news has not come out yet, even though the deadline was 5 p.m. So, I guess, yeah, we'll wait to see what happens there. We can break that down further on the podcast tomorrow. But uh, do keep an eye on at LO underscore Boston Bruins to get the latest on the Bruins and their qualifying offers as well. Now, before we move on, let's talk about DoorDash. It's been a long day. Perhaps you're hungry and you don't feel like cooking. You can download the DoorDash app and choose from all the local restaurants in your area and have it delivered straight to your door with contactless delivery. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open the app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. 
Many of your favorite restaurants are still open for delivery. Select your favorite restaurant. Food will come right to your door. All right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Now listen, I can't possibly keep on top of all the hockey news, and this is a Boston Bruins podcast, so I've tried to touch on the main Boston Bruins points for the day. I do want to mention a couple bigger stories around the hockey world. And the first is the Hockey Diversity Alliance has released a statement saying it will operate separate and independent of the NHL. That statement reads as follows. The HDA is grateful for the support from the public we have received. Unfortunately, the support we hoped from the NHL was not delivered, and instead the NHL focused on performative public relations efforts that seemed aimed at quickly moving past important conversations about race needed in the game. We have waited many months for a response to the common sense HDA pledge we proposed, and it's clear that the NHL is not prepared to make any measurable commitments to end systemic racism in hockey. While we are disappointed, the HDA will operate separate and independent of the NHL and authentically implement necessary education programs and changes to the sport and seek to be role models for the youth in black and brown communities who want to play hockey. So disappointing for sure that the NHL wasn't on board with this. And, you know, I know it's a busy time for them uh, with the return to play, trying to get through the playoffs, organize a draft, but they do have people in place to take care of this exact thing. And it should have been a priority to partner with the Hockey Diversity Alliance and uh, help to make some real change in hockey. So very disappointing uh, for that, but still very much something to support uh, for sure. The Hockey Diversity Alliance. I have my uh, hockey, uh, you know, change hockey culture shirt uh, to support them and will continue to support them in any way that I can as well. Another interesting note came out of the OHL as we're talking about the draft. The OHL has not return to play as of yet the qmjhl has uh, i think i saw one team today uh in uh not randa but one of the teams in the QA- qmjhl currently has 18 active cases of covid so very much a mess now the ontario minister of heritage sport tourism and culture spoke with the media here on wednesday and she said of the ohl that it would be safe to say that body contact will not be permitted as a result of COVID-19. That would pose a challenge in terms of how they amend their play. So basically, the top governing body in Ontario is saying that in order for games to come back, there would not be any body contact. And if you've watched junior hockey, there is a, a plethora of body contact. These kids go all out, and it's very entertaining, and that would be... Uh, quite unfortunate to say the least. Uh, the minister went on and said they'll work closely with the OHL and try to see what they can do as the second wave goes on. The OHL is a bit different because there are some US-based teams in, in there as well and also some teams that are located in hot spots for COVID up here in Ontario. So junior hockey well 
in question up here in uh, Ontario, which which would be very sad because I really uh, do love junior hockey for sure and would be sad not to be able to watch it this year. Elsewhere, just real quick, Ty, oh, sorry, Ty Domi. Max Domi signed a extension with the Blue Jackets after being traded by the Canadians. Top prospect, Elias Anderson, was traded to the Kings. The Kings are going to be crazy scary in a couple of years. They have a huge amount of prospects uh, in their system and, you know, already had a good draft getting byfield among others. Uh, Nick Bonino was traded by the Wild to the Predators. The Predators also buying out Kyle Turris. Uh, looks like Henrik Lundqvist is going to sign with the Washington Capitals as an unrestricted free agent come Friday. And in some sad news, uh, Canadians legend Guy Lafleur announced that his battle with cancer has hit a setback. He's suffering from lung cancer once again. And um, he said it's a big blow, but he's continuing his battle. We have a rivalry with the Canadians, of course, but you know I don't wish that on anybody, and we wish him all the best as he fights uh, this horrible disease once again. Like I said, there's so much going on right now. Jesse Polviarvi is back in the NHL, signed a two-year deal with the Oilers. Uh, my boy Nico Dawes here in Guelph was selected by the um, New Jersey Devils. Very cool to see that. You know, we'll try to wrap all this up tomorrow, get a bigger picture view of what's going on around the NHL and what the Bruins with free agency set to start now in less than two days, noon on Friday. So there'll be a lot to break down in terms of Boston's free agents, who got qualifying offers, the deadline for Oliver ekman Larson's coming up on Friday as well. Uh, so the next couple of days could be pretty wild, and I'll try to stay on top of it as much as I can. But there you go for now. Um, that's where we are with the Bruins pick so far. Mason Lorai, uh, Kuntar, Mason Langerbrunner, the first three picks for the Bruins so far today. A little underwhelming, but what can you do? That's kind of Boston's MO in the draft over the past few years. They've been able to remain afloat for now. We'll see if it catches up to them once kind of the rebuilding process begins. That's all for today. Take care of yourselves, friends. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I'll catch you tomorrow on another episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Peace.